Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Cave. Today in wrestling, uh, we lost two superstars. We lost Randy Macho Man Savage in 2011 and last year, Shad Gaspar. So, and a one-year anniversary of his unfortunate death. All right. And my other co-host, the less Blackbeard himself, <laughs> the encyclopedia. Formerly known as Blackbeard. Formerly known as Blackbeard. I'll use the red setting on my beard trimmer next time, guys. Sorry. And gentlemen, just when we thought AEW did something stupid and we were like, what the hell is this? WWE says, here, hold my beer. What could you possibly be referring to? Yeah. That quite possibly has to be the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and, and people are never going to remember that the rest of that card was actually pretty decent. <laughs> They're going to remember yeah. that stupid shit. I'm all like, zombies? Really? That's what we're fucking doing now, WWE? Like, why? You know, they blame the sponsorship, but somebody tweeted Batista and he was like, I was in a plane when this happened. Don't blame me for this crap. I don't know what was worse, the zombies or that Damian Priest had to wrestle John Morrison yet again. I was more horrified by that than the zombies. I just hope they do something with Morrison because, I mean, the guy's got talent and him and the Miz for the shit that they keep getting handed on a silver platter and they seem to turn it into gold as best they can. I don't know. Speaking of the Miz, that leads us right into it. He's out of action now. It should be what, six to eight weeks at least? Six to eight months, no? Six, six to eight months. months. Yeah, I was going to say months. weeks, Sorry, geez. Yeah. I, I was going to say, the Red Bulls lost their defender with the same injury, and they're talking all season, so there's no way the business is turning it around in six to eight weeks. But Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, the Miz, one of the more durable superstars ever, right? I mean, the man has, has I don't know, has he ever missed any time due to injury? I don't think so. I think that was one of the knocks Daniel Bryan always made was that he was too safe. But look at the longevity. The only time he seemed to miss anything was whenever he was shooting another Marine movie. Yeah. And it's funny now, him and Jericho both injured. And Jericho was also one of those guys that really never got hurt. So it's funny that they're hurt at the same time. Yeah. But at least with Jericho, you can keep him on TV. He's kind of out for a while. Yeah. He's also the type of guy that they'll put a brace on him and ask him to show up, and he probably still will. Right. I would hope not. A la Brian Pillman? I wonder if this affects the reality show, too, because that's a more serious thing. They can't really do that on a reality show that's all about comedy, although then again, they could see George ripping on him for being a pussy about the leg or something, and they turn that into a couple episodes. That show is terrible. Yeah, it really is. I love that show. It's hilarious. I only like watching Maurice when she's wearing something that's cut down to her belly button. Other than that, I don't. I can't watch that show. So it's basically every episode. Yeah, well, you know, I, I can zone in and out when I need to. It's what DVRs are for. So <laughs> Look down at my phone for a while. <laughs> when I hear her voice, stop the recording for a second. <laughs> 
Maybe they should have that show lead into Raw. It might be more entertaining. Might be more great. How about another thing that's changed besides Mrs. Knee? Uh, Helena Cell's been moved to June from October. What do you guys think of this placement? I don't know. I mean, what? So that's your big pay per view lead in to SummerSlam? So. Now Money in the Bank's right after that. Oh, Money in the Bank's after that. So. I don't even know. Because it. At least before when it was in October, then you led into Survivor Series. But. I don't know. The, the pay per views, they don't mean anything anymore. They don't write off feuds. They don't introduce new feuds. They don't lead into, like, like everything's a big match. Everything's a hell in a cell. So is it really special anymore? I personally hate this pay-per-view because I want hell in a cell to appear naturally. I, I don't. They're going to now shoehorn some matches in to hell in a cell, whereas hell in a cell to me was always special because – you know, there was a feud and it needed to be resolved. So you you had a Hell in a Cell. I don't need a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. I, I never liked that. I never understood why you'd take a match like that and make it a yearly event. It's not special anymore. I, I agree with you on that stance. However, if they're going to do it as a yearly, I think the timing fits better now because you could build off WrestleMania now. Let's not start a feud and the first match be Hell in a Cell. Let's If we're going to have rematches... Right after WrestleMania, within a few months, I think makes more sense. This is a better fit. So if they're going to insist on making it a themed pay-per-view, I think timing-wise it's better, where most of the time when they did it in October, half the time the match, it was the first time that these guys are facing off in Hell in a Cell. I suspect we're going to see Drew and Lashley in Hell in a Cell, which I think makes sense. That feud, what else are they going to do with that? I mean, I don't think anyone's clamoring for that match again anyway, but if you're going to do it, at least it's Hell in a Cell. I'm willing to bet Rhea Ripley and Charlotte are going to probably be in Hell in a Cell. And I think that makes sense. You've had that feud really on and off for the last year. So I feel like at least those two matches right there, you already got something going there. As far as on the SmackDown side, maybe they're going to do Roman against Jimmy Uso instead of Jey Uso this time. I mean, who the hell knows? There's options. There. Cesaro and, Ro- and Rollins. Uh, Cesaro and Rollins. Right. So... We, we got possibilities where at least it's ongoing feuds that have had some history, not, oh, this is the first time we're just going to go with it. So in that respect, if they're going to insist on having it as a theme pay-per-view, at least after WrestleMania, it could be a rematch from WrestleMania. And if you think about it, a lot of the Hell in a Cell matches in the past that we saw were a few months after WrestleMania building off a feud, like Batista and Triple H, for example. So if they're going to insist on doing it, I think this timing's better. On this other hand, though, I agree with Rob. It doesn't feel special, actually, and Freddie said the same thing there. So, one one last point on that too. Isn't it exhausting to watch four and five cage matches in a row? Yes. Like usually, by the time the third cage match comes up, I'm like, ugh. Well, and we were at the first Hell in a Cell pay per view. Right. And there was three that night. One Hell in a Cell match, awesome. Two Hell in a Cell matches, mm, three, four. I'm like, oh god, come on, enough already. And they're not going to bleed, right? You're not going to get injuries. So, I mean, I don't understand what the point is. Why have a a hell in the cell when no one bleeds, no one gets, you know. I mean, AEW may go a little overboard with the blood, but WWE doesn't do any. So if there was a happy medium, a hell in a cell match to me leads itself to somebody bleeding. Yeah, you have to. Right? I mean, it's supposed to be a blood feud, right? I'm slamming your head into a cage and you're not bleeding. I'm hitting you with a chair and you're not bleeding. I mean, come on. 
don't do it then. You know? It seems I like a waste he- to me. I did hear that they're going to call this pay-per-view WrestleMania Hell in a Cell. I thought it was Hell in a Cell Day. They're they're going to keep it going. So it's going to be WrestleMania Hell in a Cell Day Roadblocks WWE. Series. Series, yeah. (laughs) Rumble. I like it. I want that shirt. Yep. (laughs) The shirt wraps around. Yeah, just in a bunch of different fonts. Like, just all together. It just goes around and around. He wants to read your shirt. You got to keep spinning. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Now, we'll, we'll keep on the WWE tip. Um, the next latest news from WWE has been all the releases. What did you guys think of the releases from this week? We had one today. Uh, a couple hours before we started the show, Velveteen Dream was the latest casualty to the um, NXT cuts. What do, what do you guys think the reason is behind the NXT cuts? Because we had main roster cuts, now we got NXT. What do you guys think? Well, that referee, Drake Wirtz, there's been a lot of talk about his conspiracy theories with the whole COVID thing. So if you're bringing that to work, I'm not surprised. Honestly, none of the names truly surprised me. Velveteen Dream's a tough one because I saw potential there, but there was something going on there that they were hiding. I mean, you don't just pull the guy off TV. Right. How many times does Vince parade guys out that the fans hate, knowing that they're not giving the reaction he wants them to give, and he just keeps doing it until you eventually crack or whatever. So in Velveteen Dream's case, something seems off there. I think the one that surprised me, though, truly, and it was a timing thing, not that I saw anything in him, but I think it was Alexander Wolf because him and Drake Wurst, the referee for that matter, were both on NXT on Tuesday, and yesterday they were both released. They literally beat his ass, taking it from Rob, they beat his ass out of the company. <laughs> that really doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. All right, I mean, as I consider myself an NXT fan, and other than Alexander Wolf and Velveteen Dream, I had no idea who these people were. So as far as them being released, obviously they weren't doing anything with them. So I don't have a problem getting rid of them. Now, my question to you guys, all right, when I read Velveteen Dream was released, I read the bio, and pretty much Triple H said they did an investigation and didn't find anything. Right. If that's true, then why was he only on TV once in the last, I don't know how many months? I think it was partially the fans were had turned on him big time. Like, it was a hatred, like a legit... It wasn't an X-Pac Heat thing. They don't believe, they didn't believe what Triple H had shared with them. They really believed he was guilty, and they weren't going to let him get away with it in their minds. So, you think his wrestling career is over now? I think if you want, if he wants to save it, he could go to the empty arena known as Impact. I think he's going to end up in Japan. That's what I was going to say. I, I was going to say either Japan or Mexico. You I think Japan. You rebuild yourself. I think I think the Japanese fans would love him because he's really out there and he, the costumes and the the you know his mannerisms. I can see when things start opening up more. I can see him and landing in New Japan and rebuilding his reputation there. Yeah, and the guy's got charisma. I mean, he definitely the fans were behind him before everything happened. Well, so I don't think this is the last we've seen of Velveteen Dream, but. As to where he goes, yeah, Japan would be an interesting spot for him. The other one, um, and what didn't really surprise me, but it was Jessamyn Duke, and that's because 
she'd become really big on that up up down down show and the streaming stuff that caused all that controversy back in October. She embraced it and was doing it for WWE. And apparently, she's even said on her social media, she's still going to be on up up down down, which I thought was interesting because if WWE released you, how would you be on that show? Isn't that under their umbrella now? Maybe they have a performance contract, you know, maybe as appearance contract. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like she was too heartbroken about not wrestling lately and just only being on that show. So maybe maybe she's not officially a WWE employee. Maybe she's, well, independent contractor. Maybe she's going to be on their video game division. Um, Skylar Story, a.k.a. Brandy Loren, all I could say is she's definitely worth the Instagram follow, but getting released from NXT, and I don't think she's with the bad boy Joey Janela, so the poor girl's had a rough run of it lately. I don't know, and Vanessa Bourne was rumored to have been on the Raw roster, but they never did anything with her. I don't have a problem with them releasing people if they're not going to use them properly or they're trying to trim the fat, but they needed to trim a lot more than this then. NXT-wise or WWE-wise? I'd say WWE overall. Give me two people you'd release right now. That I'd release right now? Yeah. And Freddie, think now you get a chance to think for a second. Give me two people you would release right now. If you could, if you had the power. Uh, he's looking up the rosters. <laughs> I have to because I could throw names out there, but I see potential in some of them. Um... Natalia? <laughs> <laughs> Tamina was one. Tamina I would have, but now all of a sudden they see something in her. I don't know what quite what that is, but. That big ass holds the, hides the camera. <laughs> Well, this was supposed to be a quick "give me two names," and now it's turned into a segment. Yeah, I, I would, I would say, I would say Natalia, and um, off the top of my head, uh, it's not going to be popular, but uh, Dolph Ziggler. I think he's run his course a long time. I, ago. I don't think that's a bad name. I think, I think a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I am always right jumping on Randy Orton. I mean, right now, Randy Orton is kind of exciting like he's kind of reinvented himself a little bit and i kind of like yeah. it but two months ago i would have said him ziggler's not a bad choice um i don't think i don't think elias is doing anything for anybody i don't think he's ever going to be anything other than mid card so if he, they left loft him tomorrow i wouldn't care like if they were doing house shows i would say someone like elias has got a shelf life like a longer shelf life because he's entertaining on the road but without house shows who cares so someone like him, I'd have no problem with them letting go. Um, uh, Dana Brooke, to me, could, if she never stepped in another wrestling ring, I'd be okay with that in a second. And Mandy Rose, while she's nice to look at, they suck. Yeah. And they're never going to get any better. Uh, you can get rid of Lana tomorrow if you wanted to. I have no problem with that either. There's a lot of more talented women yeah. in NXT that I would bring up, and t- I could replace those three immediately. Yeah, in a heartbeat. So. When Anthony says trim the fat, I can find a lot of it. No, I can too. Um, just you said two, so I could tell you one right now right. is Jackson Riker. Okay. Um, and then the, a guy I don't see any potential in is Slapjack. I just I don't see anything in there. At least T Bar, if they brought him back as Dominic Dijakovic, he tore it up in NXT. I could see that Slapjack never did jack shit. I mean, those two guys attacked Drew McIntyre, and nothing ever happened. He never wrestled them. They never attacked him again. Right. 
you may want to hold your beer on Riker because apparently he's in line for a main event push. I don't understand what all the shit he stirred last year. It, it really makes no sense in a lot of cases why some people skate and other people don't. Yeah. And it's it, like someone like Velveteen Dream, look, I realize what they alleged was terrible and stuff like that, but if they're hanging on to the fact that they didn't find anything, they should have stood behind them. Yeah. Because they don't look – they what they're doing and what they said don't match. 100%. Right? So I don't get it. So – I mean, I could uh, other people I can see can get rid of get rid of Fandango. I hate them. They yeah. they gave him the run. Get rid of them. Drake Maverick. I could care less. Yeah. There's a lot of guys I could get rid of right now. This would be easy. I'll see in that. I blame the booking, not those guys. I see I see something in those guys, but that's why I kind of went with the names I did. But anyway. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Now. Let's let's jump over to uh, AEW because there's there's a lot of stuff there this week. Um, what do you guys think of the supposed um, EVPs? Not on speaking terms, a lot of butting of heads going on between the executives of AEW. I mean. Number one, are you surprised? I mean, creative people often don't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is all overblown or not. Uh, you know, they've kind of come out and said it's they don't really all love each other, but they work professionally together. And maybe that's the case. Maybe, you know, as time has gone on, you know, they, they're – let's face it. Some people are have ro- risen to superstardom and some haven't. And to me, like, they push Cody like he's a superstar, but he's really not. He's a mid-carder. He's a mid-carder. He's always been a mid-carder. Um, and the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega are really hitting their stride right now. I mean, the, the Young Bucks are living up to their hype. Everybody hated them, so they turned into the swerve. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're doing a really good job. I don't know, Anthony, did you see last week's match with it when SCU had to break up? It was a really good match. Yeah, and then they did, like, barely anything to indicate the fact that, oh, th- by the way, because they lost, they're no longer a team. It was like they went to another segment, they went to a commercial, then they came back. And I was like, really? Well, what the point I was trying to bring up is when, when um, I forget, I think it was Matt Jackson did the Shawn Michaels impression. Yeah. <laughs> when he said, I love you, I'm sorry, I love you. and he, I mean, I, I laughed out loud when yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, that was funny. Like, they're, they're turning into the swerve, where everybody said they're these super kick assholes who think they're the best. Well, they're doing it now. They're they're turning it up to 10, and yeah. I like it. I wish Kenny Omega would be more of a champion champion than the what he's doing now. I really don't like this whole, you know, trying to get out of all these matches and stuff. I'd rather see him fight than do this. But all right, that's what they're doing. But who's the who's the one vp left out of all this cody cody's in a mid-card feud with a with a guy who's not even really a wrestler right he's more of a boxer right yeah so I, i'm not surprised there's there's issues there i'm sure cody's in his mind i'm the main eventer i mean he came out and he gave that really odd speech last week that everyone online was like what where are you going with this like did somebody write this or did you come off the top of your head because it doesn't make any sense so I'm not trying to be witty here. But... Don't worry. We, we never expect that. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. My opinion on this story is, quite simply, it's smoke and mirrors. 
I really don't believe any of this, what they're saying. Um, what I did read from a lot of our uh, the fan base is that it seems like the company's turned into the Kenny and Young Bucks show. They're pushing themselves to the top. They're the center of everything. And it's also been clear that Cody it might not be as on board with, with them as you would think because they're doing men cards. I think Cody's trying to help younger talent get over, which I think is, is great. Is he? Is he, though? How do you mean? Well, who's he put over? Yeah, he's he's pushed himself to the fucking top, giving himself every title except for the the main title. You know what I mean? Like he's in he's got to be at the top of every pay per view card. He's got to have the big entrance, fucking smashing chairs, uh, you know, thrones and shit. He bleeds like, all the time. He bleeds all the time, taking on this like Cody. Take a fucking break. Be the executive. Sit behind the scenes. Don't push yourself and your brother to the top. Like it, it didn't work. Dustin, Dustin pushed to the top. That that's a new one. Um, I mean, Anthony Agogo is not a guy I think he'd be getting in the ring with. I think he helped Darby Allen get over by dropping the TV title to him. So yeah, a lot of it is self-centered. But he's also not the main eventer. He's not in that world title food. And part of that was that storyline he put in. I get it. But at the same time. When he's got to do his gender reveal on the show, I was like, really, who fucking cares? Keep that to yourselves. If you want to share with the fans, post it on social Here's media. Here's the other thing I'll say. It's I think it's funny. When the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were not in the main event picture, a lot of people were going, why aren't they in the main event picture? Now they're in the main event picture, and people are going, why are they pushing themselves like this? So it's like they couldn't really win. I mean, at some point you knew Kenny Omega was going to be world champion. At some point you knew the Young Bucks were going to be world champions. What they didn't do was right out of the gate which I thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. What I think now is now they got to start figuring out who's going to be the next round of people, like who's going to beat Kenny Omega and when, and who's going to beat the Young Bucks and when. And, and right now I don't see who that is. If the, the title picture seems to get muddy every week. Like this week the Varsity Blondes were the number one contenders. How did that happen? Last week they weren't, or two weeks ago they weren't. Were they listed as number one contenders or just that they were No, they're the number one contenders. Show. They said it three times during the show. I can tell you why they were. Yeah, because of the Pillman special. Yeah, that's the Pillman no special. doubt about that. And, I, you know, okay, 100%. I get it. But then have them beat somebody. Yeah. That they're beating teams more. on Dark who I don't even know who they are. They're beating they're beating guys who I'm like, they must have pulled them out of the audience. I don't know who these people are. It's like it's like these NXT releases. I don't know who any of these people are. And I watched the shows. There's another show for Impact? <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> good segue. You meant AEW. Good Dark segue. It's the same thing, right? What do you guys think about the it. next show coming up on TBS? I love that. that who, Freddie, you sent that picture, right, with the TBS title? With the TBS title. Very funny. I like that. It made me laugh this morning. Which, of course, Melser had to already try to defend them. It's it's sickening the way he's sucking on their dicks. Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just make it a TV title, and then you could put both the TNT and TBS logos on there and call it a day. When I heard the announcement, the first thing I thought is, holy shit, you got Dark, you got Elevation, and you got Dynamite. That's probably five to six hours of programming. Now you're adding another. That's seven. I was like, what, are we trying to compete with WWE for the most hours of wrestling on TV? But I think, honestly, it would make sense for them because on the two-hour, one-night show, you're trying to cram in 85 different superstars, possibly. And you're still not getting everybody in? 
And well, and that's their fault. You got dark and elevation uh, to cover that. If you really need to cram everybody in, I'm sorry. I I've been saying for a while AEW blew their loads on all the storylines they came up with, and now, as you said, they're trying they're trying to do too much and scrambling to figure out what to do. They did, it was like, oh yeah, we planned out six months to a year in advance when we started. Okay, well now it's been we're approaching two years. Would you run out of everything? And they got plenty of talent there. Well, there's plenty of storylines they could come up with. I'll but, say this: anyway, go ahead, I think one of the web shows is going to disappear because I think they're going to find out it's too expensive to have another show, even though they are putting it over the web. I think they're going to drop one of the shows. I wouldn't be surprised if Dark goes first because with Elevation you've got the big show and all that. Just, don't cry, Freddie. It's okay. Oh no. <laughs> Number two, and I think I said this to you guys over text. I think this would be a great way to introduce the trios title. The trio's title would be exclusive to that show. The TNT title would be exclusive to that sh- to the TNT show, and then the world title could be floated amongst the two of them. Because the one thing I'll say, they announced the show is going to be on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Who the fuck is going to watch wrestling Friday night at 10 o'clock? I'm going to DVR it, maybe. I'm certainly not going to watch it live. Yeah. And the young fans are all – people are going to be – you know, by the time that show comes on, the world hopefully will be back to normal. People will be out doing stuff. You're going to be home Friday night at 10 o'clock watching wrestling. Well, you already got SmackDown setting that barometer. Yeah, but 10 o'clock is a different animal. You know, I used to not start going out till 10 o'clock. So I might be home watching SmackDown, but I'm going to leave during SmackDown and go out. I just don't understand why you would relegate that, t- that a trio's title to one show. I don't, I don't understand that. So you wouldn't have it on pay-per-views? You wouldn't have it appear on all three shows? No, I'm not saying not pay-per-views. What I'm saying is you could have, like, qualifying matches on Dynamite. And then you have the title match on the tr- on that show. This is just for the introduction you're talking about, not the life of the title. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like having a title to, per show because then you know what to expect. But you just said yourself, who the hell's going to watch it on Friday night? So you're going to relegate that title to a meaningless Friday night show? Well, I mean, look, if you're trying to draw in a new crowd, this would be something different, something WWE is not doing. And they have the talent to do it. I don't know if you, you got to try. I think you got to try different things. AEW has been trying to be non WWE for two, almost two years, and now they're getting comparisons to WWE and they're striking out. I mean, so a trios title is something else that WWE doesn't have. Big deal. I don't know. I'm just trying to throw. You know, you're trying to make a show different than all the other shows. That would be something different. How about focus on your storylines? <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> Can we do a? Can we oh, I got a, something for you. <laughs> an AEW show called Factions, and just keep it strictly. No, they should have matches. Loser factions have to break up. That's what they should start right. doing. <laughs> that that would make sense. Which is also interesting that I hear people defending the number of factions, and I think it was Tony Khan that said, "Well, over in New Japan." They have factions all over the place, which I was like, yeah, I get that, but the way you guys use factions and the way New Japan probably uses factions is totally different. Yeah. I mean, Rob's our New Japan expert, so he could say, but there are a lot of there are a lot of factions. I, I think you rarely ever find a guy who's not involved in some type of faction. Usually, everybody's in something. In New Japan, yeah. but they're also extending the storylines with that. Well, yeah, you, the fact that you have guys and factions you can have this member fight that member and blah 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 so i mean i like i like factions i think guys on their own doesn't make any sense to be honest with you it makes sense to be to be with other people 
And that's fine. But like, for example, this inner circle pinnacle feud. So far, we had Blood and Guts were having uh, the stadium stampede too in a couple weeks. Why haven't we seen these guys like splitting off? Why haven't we seen Guevara against MJF on Dynamite yet or something like that? It's like, why is it got to be faction versus faction completely? Yeah, I agree with that. You could extend this thing for I months. I agree with and- that. They're, they're shooting their wad way too soon because now they've, now they've said the inner circle has to break up if they lose. Like anyone believes that's happening. So you're either going to weaken a really good faction or you're going to break up the inner circle. And, I, and I, honestly, I think the inner circle should break up at this point. I don't, they're really? not working as 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 faces to me at all. Santana and Ortiz need to be dirty bastards, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara needs to be a, a cocky asshole. They don't work as like Jericho's like I, like I cringe when I hear him interview now because he's like all goody goody and like he doesn't know how to play a good guy anymore. He's being like he's doing way too much. Why can't he still be a cocky asshole but just take it out on MJF? Why does he have to be like I'm waiting for them to hand him milk and cookies. You know, he's that kind of white bread, boring, you know, 80s face that I don't that I've always hated. Like, it's not real. That sounds good. I'm going to go get some milk and cookies. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we can't give you a we can't tell you what our answer is yet, but we're gonna. <laughs> MJF, you're a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, did anyone pick up on the fact that Sammy Guevara actually answered them during the picture-in-picture? I was like, I I thought it was original. I was like, oh, cool. Nobody's really paying attention to this. Most people went to the bathroom break, as as Rob said. So, I mean, did anybody think they were going to – would you have been surprised if they said no? Yeah, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest pay-per-view of the year? Eh. And going back to what you mentioned about the picture-in-picture last week, I'll just bring up – the only reason why they're doing it is because they want to get eyeballs on the ads. They know people are walking out of the room when the ads are going on otherwise. I don't like it. I agree with you. I think it's terrible. And I've actually decided to take your advice and try not to focus on it so much because I used to mute it and then try to stare at that one corner of the screen. And I realized <laughs> that's, that's stupid. Half the time nothing's happening show. anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, see, it's this, and they do it in sports. Uh, I've seen it with NASCAR, for example. Instead of going to a full commercial break, they do that picture in picture. And I think it's because there's more eyeballs on the ads that way. And in some sports, it works. In others, it doesn't. And wrestling's one of That's them. That's why I DVR everything and fast forward through it. I don't. Nothing good is going to happen during the commercial anyway. They'll mention yeah. if it did. So they're like, oh, there was this move. And they'll, re- oh, you replayed it. Thanks. I didn't miss anything. Thank you. Yeah, if they want to get people to consistently watch it, you have a match end or a title change end during right? the commercial and be like, you should have been, been watching. Sorry. Right, exactly. You know, I used to love when they go, oh, the tape machines are rolling. I'm like, really? So they're going to have a title change and you're not going to show it on TV? We're going to have to watch it taped? I mean, get the fuck out of here. It only happened, what, once from what I recall? Which with one? Diesel, with Diesel. They did it at some point. When he won his uh, his first title reign at uh, MSG in eight seconds. That wasn't a televised show, though. Yeah, um, right. I was there. That's how I know. They've had matches end during commercial breaks. It might have been with an Intercontinental title in the mid-90s. But th- as Rob said, they come back and show you, oh, this is what you missed. Right. Great. Thanks. Great. Well, I was watching if anything, commercial. <laughs> you had yeah. a title change. I was so focused on the Baconator that I didn't see it. <laughs> You know, nice I was learning about feminine protection when you interrupted with my wrestling match. 
speaking of Wendy's, nice job. <laughs> so, so our social media post of the week goes to really Britt Baker and Rebel and Ethan Page and Wendy's. As Wendy's announced that they're rewriting history with a new bourbon bacon sauce, literally, which Rebel tagged Ethan Page and said, you know, we got to go after this, blah, 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 blah. And it eventually gets to a point where there's a hint that, oh, tell the doctor we love her, to which she responds, sorry, I'm taken, and posted a photo of her holding two Big Macs. Is she not great? I mean, do they not have to put the title on her? I think you you have to. You have to do it. Yeah, it's long overdue. I mean, who else in that? I mean, uh, what's her name is a pretty good – she is a pretty good champion, but mm-hmm. she doesn't put eyeballs on TV at all. I think that ship sailed months ago with her. I think the mystique is gone with Sheeta. Britt Baker's overdue. And honestly, Rebel should probably give half of her paycheck to Britt Baker for allowing her to be in her corner because that match was terrible the other night. I was actually excited. Oh, we're going to see Rebel in the ring. And then not even 30 seconds in, I was like, oh, my God, she sucks. Wow, I'm, I'm actually rebelling. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> is that what you call bad matches now, rebelling? I think we should do that. I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing. And then if, if you have no idea what you're doing in the ring, we could call that a uh, Dana Brooke. A Brooke. She totally broke it. Too. Totally. <laughs> no. All right. So did you watch the pay-per-view? Yes. It made great filler while I was standing on lines at Disney. <laughs> I managed to get through the whole pay-per-view standing on lines on Monday. You know, I have to say... Once again, I realize um, Stephen and I went five and one, and it should tell you right away when the encyclopedia goes six and zero oh, that this was the most predictable pay per view again. WWE not pulling out any surprises. And I will say, I'll admit, I originally was going to put the Miz, and when Stephen picked the Miz, I was like, but they're probably going to go with Priest, and I decided to stick with Priest because I was like. For whatever reason, I, I think the Miz would have made more sense. So I agreed with Rob's point there. I mean, how many times are they going to have the Miz lose to this guy? But and I mean, it was a perfect way to have him lo- have Priest lose too. With all the, you know, they should have had Morrison dressed up like a zombie and hit him with something. Right. That would have made sense. That's the only reason why I didn't pick Damian Priest. I thought Priest was going to win, but I thought somehow they'd give Miz the win back by some hook or crook or something. They should have. But I mean, we all knew Braun was going to get pinned. We all know Oscar was going to get pinned, right? We all knew Cesaro wasn't going to win. We all knew that uh, Dominic Mysterio, who who delivered the worst frog splash I might have ever seen in my, that was right up there with um, who 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 was uh, Snoop Dogg's. It was right up there with Snoop Dogg's. as one of the worst frog splashes. I don't that couldn't have hurt. Any, I don't think that would have broken egg. I think if they yeah. put an egg in the ring and they had Dominic jump on it, it would it wouldn't have broken. And what made it even worse was that they kept trying to replay it from 20 different angles, trying to find one that made it look like it was a good move. You know, what I don't get about that is, did they really have to play the angle where where Dominic got hurt and Ray had to beat two former world champions by himself? And then at the last minute, he needed his 125-pound son to come in and flop off a top rope to win a title. I mean, Bobby Roode must have said, "I I really can't kick out of this. Really? He had to be laying on the mat going, did he even land yet? Oh, my God, I have to – I can't kick out of this? 
I mean, embarrassing is not the word. That match was an embarrassment. And I, and I read all the reviews, and people were like, this was a really good card. Really? I look at it like, I look at this card and I go, the way I judge a card is, will I ever watch this again? And I would never watch this again. None of it. It was terrible from top to bottom. I mean, the Cesaro Reigns match was good, but we all knew he had no chance. Right. So why would I watch a match where I know nobody's going to win? And I and since we already knew that um, Oscar was going to eat the pin, we all know Bailey wasn't going to win. I mean, what's the point? You know. And the one last point I'll make before I let you guys talk, because I know I'm yapping like a storm here. When Charlotte's wrestling, why does it always look like she is unstoppable, can't be beat, and everyone's just lucky in the ring to be with her? She doesn't sell anything. Right. It, when other people win, they win on accident or they win when she's not involved. What is the point of booking her like that? Because you're only as good as your challengers. Right. And if your challengers can't stay in the ring with you, then what's the point? They should just give her the belt and never have her wrestle again. I don't understand her booking. She sells for no one. And they work. Everyone works around her. It's like make her happy, make her look good. And I don't get it. Wait, th- that was Charlotte? I thought that was Corella DeVille with that fucking outfit she was wearing. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, what, is there a tie-in with Corella coming out, that new movie? That's what it was, I mean, probably. I was like, where did this outfit come from? It looks terrible. She looks like a freaking Dalmatian. What the fuck? She has the oddest midsection I've ever seen. <laughs> she has no butt. Yeah. Andrade likes it, though. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying. I feel like that with a lot of the pay-per-views in general, not just WWE, but AEW, we're getting so many great, good-to-great matches that I'm like, am I going to come back and watch any of them? They're all blending together. I mean, I'm I've, that Roman Reigns-Cesaro match got four and a half stars. And my one caveat with that I had a problem with was, really, we couldn't have Cesaro hit the neutralizer, even if it took him like 10 seconds to make the cover, or Roman just happened to get a foot on the rope. I was like... I thought it was supposed to be Cesaro's coming out party. You could have had him lose and still look stronger by at least getting that move on him, and he didn't get it. And I don't remember. Did he even get the swing? I don't think so. No, I don't remember seeing the swing. And, you know, with 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 Rollins coming out at the end, you've pretty much said that's him. That's it for him getting title shots, I guess. Yeah. At least for the time being, yeah. It was almost like he was a he was a fill-in because they maybe they thought Jimmy Uso was going to be back earlier. I mean – Roman, they did not build up any credible challenge for his, for him after WrestleMania. And I think that's the only reason why Daniel Bryan stuck around when he did. He might have been done at WrestleMania otherwise. I mean, who's his next challenge? I'll admit. Who's le- yeah, I was going to say, who's left? It's going to be Jimmy. Another Uso. It's going to probably another be Jimmy. Sing- another tag team wrestler. But that's what I was saying with Hell in a Cell. It could be Jimmy because he already beat Jay in Hell in a Cell, and they got that storyline because Jimmy got involved, and the only reason why Jay quit was because Roman was beating the crap out of Jimmy when he tried to save him. They're going to play that up all over again. You watch. I hope not. I really hope not. But they haven't built anybody else up. Yeah, there's, there's Maybe no Edge comes back. I would rather see him face Edge. So, Freddie, what did you think? Um, I like the pay-per-view. But I agree with you guys. It was extremely predictable. I wouldn't go back and watch it again. I did want to mention, I know, Rob, you mentioned that... Uh, it was, a, it was a surprise for you that the encyclopedia went perfect. So it's good to see that me going perfect is normal. 
That's so, something's wrong with the world. You have to know that. Yeah. The encyclopedia going perfect. I was like, wow. I got another question for you guys. Whose sheet um, did he read off of? <laughs> he went and changed all these. I know he did. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, my, I will say you could look at the history on the well, doc. My yeah, picks went in first, but yeah, I, we believe you. I, I was surprised, honestly, but what did I gain? All the three points? Big deal. Is Bianca Belair, I mean, is she not ready for prime time? I don't think so. I thought That's why I picked Sasha Banks to win at WrestleMania. I mean, to me, I felt like if Bailey wasn't in that match, it would have been even worse. Yeah. I And I, I what I really can't stand, I really can't stand people who are always bragging and talking. Like, wrestle already. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop with the, you know, on the BAT, BAT, what, shut up. You know, Rhea Ripley yelling, shut up. All he is. Just wrestle. I think it was too soon to bring her up. I don't know about too soon to bring her up. I think it was too soon to give her the title. Yes. I agree with Rob on that. She didn't wrestle anybody to get there. They just plugged her right in. They, she won Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Yeah. And they plugged her right in the main event. And, I mean, come on. Sasha Banks and Bailey are two of the best of all time. And she's got pinfalls over both of them already. Yeah. Where is the trajectory? Where does she go from there? Where's her next challenger coming from? Well, and they also, this whole Bailey feud, they didn't even mention the fact that they had a mini feud leading into the Royal Rumble last year where they traded wins back and forth. So why didn't you build that up? I think they've decided they were going to groom her, which doesn't quite make sense that you put the belt on her to groom her. That means that she wasn't probably ready. I agree with you there. And they put her in the ring with the two best female wrestlers on that SmackDown roster right off the bat. So I agree with you. Who's next? Or or are we going to get her facing Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell? Because Sasha disappeared off TV. we got to throw her back in somewhere because we don't have anyone else. You know, a tried and true formula is always building up someone to their position, right? I mean, the same, I feel the same way about Charlotte. She's how many times? 12-time world champion? 14? I think I think she's up to and 14. And I mean, she's what, 20? What is she? How old is she? Like 30, maybe? 20-something or other? Yeah, she's got to be maybe in her early 30s. I thought she was older than that. She's 35. Okay, so I mean, but still, she's probably got another good 10 years in the ring, right? Unless she decides to have a baby or something. We should all be so lucky to get her off TV that way, but I don't see it happening. I can hear the baby coming out. Woo! 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 <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, like, where where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Like, but, like they, they're shotgunning some people so far up front. And I, don't, I would even say I don't even think Ripley is ready for the position she's in right now. They've they've ruined her, I felt like. I feel like she was more interesting in NXT. They've, like, amped her up way too much. The scary thing is she almost feels comfortable doing it. Like, hey, they're just letting me hang loose. And I'm like, no, you need to tone it back That's down. what I'm saying. They, their, their characters are not fully formed. Their wrestling is not fully formed. So you're getting – and they're on the biggest platform they could possibly be, and they're not ready. Like, like Bianca Belair, not Bianca, uh, Rhea Ripley sometimes looks scared to me. Like it looks like she's got she's putting on something because she's not comfortable with it. And how do you get comfortable with something is you do it over and over and over and over again. And you wrestle against people like Natalia and Dana Brooke, and you kick their asses for a few months. And then you build up and you get a title shot, and maybe you don't win the first time out, but you get the experience, right? Maybe Bailey beats you by that much. 
and you go back down and you rest a little more and then you get another title shot and then you're ready. But like for now, it's like they said, we've got these NXT women and we've made the mistake before where we didn't give them the right push. Now we're just going to push them right to the front of the line. And the other thing I'll say is I don't know how it sits well with all these other people. You know, you're, you're someone like Natalia, who's been on the roster forever, and they're just shotgunning all these young girls right ahead of you. you. They don't even have to go through you to get there. You know, I mean, it used to be a time you had to beat people to get somewhere, right? Now it's just like you show up on the roster and you, you claim you want a title shot and they give it to you. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. I, it just To me, there's problems up and down on this. There were problems up and down this pay-per-view, and I thought people who, who – um, we're rating it so high. I'm like, what are you watching? Because we were, we all picked five or six out of the, of the matches correctly, and you shouldn't be able to do that. You should have to look at a pay-per-view and go, mm, I don't know, somebody might win this one. Not really sure. You know, we didn't even have to debate. I think we were all like, when we were making our picks, we were like this. Yeah, it was quick. Too predictable. Why would I? I, I wouldn't pay for this for sure. I wouldn't have paid for this. You know what I mean? Like on a separate. You actually did that. I mean on a separate basis when it used to be. I, I wouldn't pay for this one. I would have been like, I already know all the winners. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll read the results yeah, online and I'll find out way. tomorrow. Because there's, you know, at least the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, there's some mystery to it. There's no mystery here. Even without the mystery, I mean, we could go back. We could go back to all the way to the early 80s or the mid 80s, late 80s with WrestleManias and shows back then. We're getting consistently good matches where if you compare it to like, for example, WrestleMania 6, let's be honest, there was one match on that entire card. Is that uh, Hogan Warrior? Right. Yeah. But that's my point. Like you had a lot of shit matches back in the day. Now we're getting consistently good matches all the time. But the problem is, as I, I know I sound like a broken record, it blends together. I'm not going to go back and watch all of these where I will still go back and watch Warrior Hogan. It it, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's weird. And I think what attributes to that is there's no storyline behind it. It's just a match. Like, we loved Hogan versus Warrior because there was a story. Because Hogan was up here and he was built up. And then they brought Warrior up the right way. They brought him up beating contenders, beating, you know, uh, former champions. Then... Who did he beat for? Was it Macho or Honky Tonk? It was Honky the first time and Rick Rude the second. Rick Rude, right. Rick Rude. Yeah, there was really nothing so, left yeah. for the Ultimate Warrior to accomplish other than the world title. Other than point. the world title, yeah. So you had built him up the right way to where it was like, okay, he's got to break through that glass ceiling, and then here's the feud with him and Hogan. And, you know, the infamous scene of him on the turnbuckle you know, swing it around to both belts. Like, I still remember that shit from, what, 30 years ago? You know what I mean? Well, and another big difference, though, is there was four pay-per-views back then. Right. Now we have them on a monthly basis. So what they would need to do is they need to have multiple mega stars that can take turns main eventing. We don't need to see Roman Reigns on every single pay-per-view. We don't need to see the almighty Bobby Lashley as WWE champion on every single pay-per-view. <laughs> You have your you have a talented roster that's good enough that you could phase guys in and out and maybe still have them on TV every week, but you don't have to put them on the pay per view. Yeah. That's the only that's one of the few options they have because there is too way, way too many pay per views. We got twelve at minimum a year. It's too much. It's not a special anymore. Well, you know the other thing too is if you you know when I was watching the Savage uh, A and E special, what I thought is look how many years they dragged out of Hogan and Savage. Right? They had him as enemies. Then they were friends. 
then they were enemies again, then they were friend. Like they, there was long term booking in a lot of this stuff. Like they, they, somebody saw ahead and said, you know what, they'd be really good opponents, but they'd be a really good team. And at some point, we're going to put them together as a team. And then at some point, we don't know when we're going to break them up. And maybe this time. And, you know, the other thing people forget is sometimes you can be the good guy on one end and bad guy on the other end. You know what I mean? Like you could start out as the heel and end up as the face, and that's how the feuds turn. But they don't book like that anymore. Now everything is like we're going to do two pay-per-views, we're going to do this, and then we're going to move on to the next guy. And then you're left like, I don't know, after McIntyre, if they don't give the title to McIntyre, who's Lashley's next challenger? No idea. Can't see it coming. Who's Roman Reigns' next title? Uh, challenger, don't know, can't see it coming because they're not group. They don't groom anybody. They're not working guys up. They're not like Biggie. Biggie wasn't even on this card, right? Where was the U.S. champion? Where Sheamus was on the pre-match, right? I mean, really? You know, I mean, like they're missing opportunities left and right. Like Biggie should have already lost the Intercontinental title, and they should be grooming him to be world champion if that's the plan. He should be inserted. They should start moving him into that, having him start beat guys and start and have like you want to see like a, a car crash. You want to see them slowly coming towards each other. Right. Yeah. So eventually they hit each other. Not like this. Not where one guy hits the other guy. Not where it comes out of the blue. Tomorrow, tomorrow night they decide Big E's they're going to be the champion. They should come up with some long range plans. Who do we see the next five challengers are going to be and how are we going to get them there? They don't do that yeah. anymore. And at least back in the day, they used to do that. Well, and you don't have to have the feud be a one pay-per-view show. I mean, let's go back, uh, and I'm going to bring up, because it's the 25th anniversary we had, In Your House Beware of Dog. Bulldog and Shawn Michaels had multiple matches. It was on two pay-per-views. You don't have to have a clean finish on every single match, but we're too afraid that the fans are going to shit all over it if we don't. Hi. But now it's like, oh, okay, well... Drew McIntyre lost to Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, but he's still a contender, and we're still going to have him top of the card. I mean, what's even worse is the Raw matches and things like that are even just as predictable. Like, everybody knew the first week Drew McIntyre had Lashley, uh, or Drew Bobby Lashley had, and Strowman, we knew McIntyre was going to interfere, right? It was just, we were waiting for it. The next week, they have Lashley versus McIntyre, and guess what? <gasps> Braun's going to interfere. I mean, talk about lazy stupid booking yeah. lazy they're paying people to do this they're paying people to write this shit up and vince is eating it up like like it's it's gold and i don't get it it's lazy there's no thought involved you're just taking a board and you're switching names on it i mean I and, and like anthony that. always says where's the three-way dance wouldn't a Braun, lashley mcintyre match be more interesting if it was a three-way dance and somebody gets eliminated and then you're left with two, wouldn't that add another dimension to some of these matches? You know, or, you know, how about a, how about a, you know, try something different. I don't know. I, I, you know, they don't have to have the matches on Raw and then the pay-per-views. Why aren't the Raws set up for the pay-per-views? Have Lashley destroy a few people. Have McIntyre. Have them have a confrontation, but they don't need to fight each other. It's rehashing the same shit. What happened to your classic champion squash match? Like why does why does Lashley have to fight some contender every week? Like let him fucking squash two guys. Why does he even have guys. to wrestle? He's you a champion. I mean? Yeah, that's. Let him come too. out and be like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm the champion. I don't have to wrestle on TV. Yeah. 
Let, let, get, let the more you let all you mortals fight because I'm mm-hmm. I'm Bobby Lashley. I don't have to fight. Yeah, you'll see me at the pay per view. Right, you pay right, to see I get me. Paid to pee. Right, yeah. you pay to see me. I mean, say what you want about Lesnar. I mean, Lesnar obviously didn't wrestle enough, and I still think he needed to be a presence on Raw. But you never saw him wrestle on Raw. At least he was an attraction when it was time for him to wrestle. You go back to the '80s. There are comparisons that, if you thought about it, Hogan didn't really wrestle on anything but maybe Saturday Night's Main Event and pay-per-views. And even then, it was tag matches or squash matches. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... Occasionally, Hogan would, you'd see Hogan do something in the ring. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, it was usually Saturday Night's like, Main Event. you paid to see but, him. Yeah. And to me, that's how you make right. something exclusive. The champions don't... Re- occasionally, you get the champion to wrestle on TV. You make that, like, occasionally, you'll get the Raw Women's title defended on TV. Occasionally... That's what the USC Intercontinental titles, to me, are for. They can be defended on television. But your world champions, no. You know, and your tag team champions, you know, they've already devalued those. That's fine. Let them get defended on TV, too. But that should be your main event every week, your U.S. title, your your women's title. You know, that should be your main event, the Intercontinental title. World champions should not be wrestling on TV anymore. Come out and do commentary. You know, occasionally maybe a squash match. But other than that, uh, you know, it, that, it's all, it, to me, it, I don't see the difference anymore between the pay-per-views and the, and the regular shows anymore. So They've blended so much together. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, we've seen, how many times we've seen Lashley and McIntyre go at it now? It's not special anymore. What are they going to do different? Nothing. Yeah. It's very true. Before we wrap up, do you guys have any thoughts about supposedly Fox is pressuring WWE to get back on the road? Any thoughts on that? For what reason? I think they're comparing it to other, basically other, other major sports, and a minimum is at a limited capacity. I mean, fuck, I go to the Red Bull games. That stadium seats 24,000 people. I think you'd be lucky if you had four or 5,000 people in there, but they still have people in there. Why is wrestling, specifically WWE, holding back? Especially when AEW has been doing it, and we haven't heard of any issues there with any cases breaking out. Are you know? they planning on going back out on the road, or they and they're just waiting, or are they not? Are they decide they're not doing the house show circuit anymore. The talk is that by SummerSlam they should be back on the road. Like SummerSlam would be the kickoff, and they might move SummerSlam up to early August. But now I'm hearing that they're now looking into July, and they actually yeah. have a few dates there around the Money in the Bank show. I personally don't understand what the wait was. Why did you have a crowd at WrestleMania and, and then, then go back to the get it. Yeah, it's true. I never understood that. And I've been complaining about that for weeks because you, you can't tell me – you don't have to t- do a nationwide tour. You can't tell me there's not enough outdoor venue amphitheater settings like a Daly's Place that you can't just start there. At least it's something – it's outside, which is supposed to be safer. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you done that yet? So what I, what I, I guess what I don't follow is what's Fox's problem. Are they thinking they're not getting enough audience because they're not out there? So they think if they go back out on the road, the audience will start watching? I'm not Fox. I know you're not Fox, dude. <laughs> I, the rumor is Fox doesn't believe that they're getting their full investment. They're paying a billion dollars on this deal and for people to watch uh, – lack of people, for that matter, to watch a show – with a bunch of digital faces all over the place, which honestly, when they start looking and zooming in on the fans on those digital screens, it looks like shit. They got ripped off. They paid too much. No, well, <laughs> we knew that. That's Fox's fault. 
But supposedly Fox was has been fine with the ratings until now. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what the what the motivation is. I guess they figure if they get back out on the road, people will start to watch. I guess because I mean, I don't see what TV and the road has to do with each other, but well, you I don't figure know if if people are in the arena, they're gonna wanna reacting DVR it and watch it again to try to see themselves on TV. Hey, you know, watch little Jimmy. He's in the third row. It's a different level of excitement. It looks fake with the fake crowd noise piped yeah. in. I mean, I don't understand how. You have the Thunderdome. You have people logging in every show. Why is it such an issue with them to get the audio to come across properly, to get those fans' natural reactions? I mean, it still would be better than the stupid crowd noise stuff. Well, but I, I a, love when they pipe in. This device. is awesome. That makes me yeah, laugh cool. hysterically. Yeah. yeah. We've decided yeah. this match is awesome, so we're going to pipe that in. We're going to pipe that in, I almost wonder, and this is probably bullshit, and I probably read this somewhere, but I almost wonder if Vince is afraid that the fans are going to shit on everything he's been doing the last year or so, and he doesn't want to get that real reaction, that they're going to shit on the people he's pushing. Well, I mean, at, at some point, you got to find out, right? Right. I agree. I think the stockholders are going to get fed up if, uh, soon enough. I'm surprised they haven't already. Well, me and my one share of stock, I'm pissed, so... <laughs> I got way more. I got way more stocks than that, and I'm kind of. Like I have other stocks, but, but I only I, have I, one share of WWE, and man, am I mad! I got way more than that, but anyway, <laughs> I I just don't understand. I really don't understand why they're still Do, locked. You, up you get all the prospectus, the prospectus and stuff, right? When there's voting and all that stuff, you get that packet. Yeah, I ignore it. What I think is funny is the first one I opened in big letters on it. It says, you know, if you want to come vote, you can. There will and it says there will be no wrestling talent at this meeting, and I'm like, can you imagine going to a meeting and thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to see Hulk Hogan, and I'm going to, and I'm going to sit right next to him, and and we're going to vote together. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine somebody showing up like, I want to vote, and I need to, I need to get some autographs, you know? So so bring out Hunter and Sean, and no, dude. I'm always curious. Do the McMahons own enough of the stock that our votes don't mean jack shit anyway? Because that's what I feel like. Well, they have enough stock that our votes don't really matter because they have the the final say anyway. They have creative control. <laughs> They're making me commissioner next week. <laughs> well, and I think the first one when the pandemic started, they did they did a virtual thing, and it was like voting on who got bonuses and stuff. And I'm and like Vince, Steph, Kevin Dunn. Paul Levesque, Triple H, they're all listed there, and I'm like, like, like they give a shit what I vote. They're gonna do what they want anyway. Get the fuck out of here yeah. with this. And then what's gonna happen is Triple H and Stephanie and Vince are just gonna sell most of the new stock they've been given anyway. Because it always seems every time they sell stock, everyone's like, oh, the company must be in trouble. No, it's actually a smart thing to do, supposedly in the investment world. I mean, I don't quite get it, yeah. but well, I just making... thought it was funny that they had a say in the stock packet that there won't be any talent there. <laughs> I wonder how many people have showed up. Well, that's they probably had to put it in there for a reason, all right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't even know where my share of stock is. I think I still have WWF stock. I think it still says WWF on it. it yeah, you, I, I remember you had the framed WWF stock. I, I, they didn't send me anything like that, obviously. But, uh, well, because you're not special. Yeah, well, we knew that. Now, the, <laughs> the next... The next dark side of the ring coming out. This it's going to be about the stock. <laughs> it's, it's about the the Korean 
The North Korea event? Collision in Korea. Collision in Korea. <laughs> Collision in Korea. <laughs> I don't know much about this, so I am excited to check it out. Oh, that's and fascinating. find out about it. So, I, I am, from the previews about it, I am looking forward to it. From what I've read about that show, when they landed in Korea, they all they took all their passports away. That came from Bischoff and Flair. They both have spoken about it. Yeah. And they said that they were uh, encouraged to say positive things about Korea and negative things about the United States. Uh, I read a, uh, an in, uh, one other thing I'll share with you. Um, I read something that Scott Norton was on the phone with his wife, and his wife said, you know, what do you think? And he said, this place sucks, and the phone cut off. So they were closely monitored while they were there. So I could only mm-hmm. imagine now that there's some time removed what they're actually going to reveal, because I imagine they, a lot of stuff they couldn't talk about at the time. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be in- definitely that one in the plane ride from hell. I want to I want to watch because are are they doing the plane ride from? Oh hell? yeah, the WWE yeah. one. One, uh, there's been a lot of speculation on that. I'm actually reading Jimmy Corderas's book now, mm-hmm. um, and he claims nothing really happened on there. But every other story I've heard says differently. So I'm really curious to see what their spin on it's going to be. Well, and going from the podcast I listened to, there's also confusion that. There's only one plane ride from hell, but there was apparently a separate incident where Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon basically rustled up and down a plane throughout an entire flight back from Europe. And some people think that's the plane ride from hell. But that's it's not, not the one they're talking about. Right. It's the one with uh, Brock and, and Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. And they shaved somebody's eyebrows off or hair or something. I think it was Michael Hayes. Something like that. And wasn't Scott Hall, like, plaster drunk? One of those? That's every day. Every story That's starts with, and Scott Hall was plastered drunk. So, I know, I know, Freddie. I know you have a soft spot for oh, the bad God. guy, but he's the drunk guy. Yeah, he was an alcoholic. Yeah, big time. But hats off to him. He's come out of it. Good for him. Hey, yo. Supposedly, supposedly. Hey yo, who's got the tequila? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note. I think that is our episode. Who's got the, cra- who's got the crown? Oh, I can't Razor roll. Ramon drinking crown royal. Thank you. There you go. There you go. I announced my retirement from the show. Rob can roll the R's. I'm doing all the, I'm doing all the, the, uh, I have to do all the impressions now. There you go. You notice I didn't try. I'll slowly but surely accept that I suck at them. Last week, I was trying to get Freddie to do where I was going to be Stevie and he was going to be you, but we couldn't work out the impressions. Oh, you guys were great entertainment while I was standing on lines at Disney. Trust me. Because I was, I was going to be You're you. Welcome. I was going to go, da, 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 but, but Freddie said that wasn't going to work. So. <laughs> I like how you guys try to keep it B- PG. Folks, Steven's real pick was Bianca Bell pubic hair. <laughs> I will say well. it. Because I cursed up a storm already anyway, so we're slapping an explicit on this. We were trying to elevate <laughs> out of the, out of the sewer that this show normally is. So, mm, the well, <laughs> What is this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? With that being said, the demolition here, Axe and Smash and Crush <laughs> are signing off. I, I compared I compared <laughs> us to the Moondogs, and I said, you were Rex. We thank you guys for listening. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter and The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.